talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And thank you for joining us. As always, delighted to be with you on this Saturday here in Los Angeles. And uh, Marsha is actually in Florida. She's taking a week off, and so she's relaxing. And I don't know if she's going to call into us, but she may during the course of the show. But I would like to welcome uh, my friend Bob Vibus, Dr. Mac, the world's greatest. Is that a fair analysis? The world's greatest Mac expert, Bob? Do we have Bob? Where are you, Bob? Uh-oh. Did we lose Bob? Uh, I know you're there somewhere, Bob. I'm here. There we go. Okay. How are you? Welcome. So are you the world's greatest um, tech uh, Mac expert? If you say so. I did. I just said that, so then you must be. I must be. I would never lie. Uh, Bob, uh, from time to time, joins in when Marsh is on vacation, and I'm delighted, as always, to have Bob with us. We were supposed to have, which, again, as Bob said to me, and I agreed that SodaStream is not exactly the most technological advice in the world, but it was just really cool, and somehow I managed to leave their phone number, so I apologize to SodaStream. Hopefully they'll call in. If not, we'll have them on a, uh, another day. But it's this thing that, you know, Bob, you told me when we were talking about it, that you've had one for I uh, own one, and we yeah. use it all the time. I just got four new bottles of CO2 for it. Yeah, you know, it's very interesting. It's a great little device, and I've tested it. It's to make your own soda at home, and it really tastes good. I, I mean, I was blown away by the quality, how quick it is. There's no electricity, nothing to plug in. Really cool thing. So hopefully next week uh, I'll round them up, and I apologize to all those that be at SodaStream because uh, they were cool. Uh, so tell us what, what's new in the Mac world. What's new in the Mac world? Well, I think we'll know more Monday. Monday, Monday begins Apple's uh, annual worldwide developer conference. Uh-huh. And there's going to be apparently some uh, quite a bit of information heretofore un- unrevealed about the next uh, version of Mac operating system, which will be Mac OS uh, 10.7 or Lion. This is this is Lion. This release will be called, okay. <clears throat> and it'll be out. Well, we'll find out on Monday, but probably later the summer. And new iOS, iOS five, which is the next iteration of the iPhone and iPad operating system. And when is that due or expected? Don't really know. Um, I think again we'll know more after uh, the keynote on Monday, which um, will feature Steve Jobs. Now, it's a, before I actually even go any further, Bob, just tell us a little bit, for those who don't know you, tell us a little bit about your background and how you got involved in Macs and were you originally a PC guy? No, I was never a PC guy. Okay. Um, I actually was quoted in the New York Times as saying, I've only used Windows a few times and it makes me feel ucky. <laughs> well, we'll, have to, we'll, we'll talk about more and more about the PC versus Mac <laughs> as we go on through the show today. But what, when was your first use of a Mac? Um, test drive, 512K Mac in 1985. 85, Might have okay. been 84. You know, I, I bought my first Mac at the beginning of 1985, and it was a Mac Plus. And in those days, what made you choose to go to a Mac versus a PC? Because PCs were certainly at the, certainly then, and even today, although it's, it's changing a little bit, uh, more popular in those days. Well, they were not only more popular, they were less expensive. Right. <laughs> well, I never buy the less expensive thing. Of course not. I wanted the top of the line, and it was the Mac Plus at the time. I had used, um, in, in my business, I had used some uh, dedicated word processors, uh, Xerox Star Word processor. We had used some, some uh, Unix computers for typesetting and things, and I had a basic understanding of big computing, but um, 
had never seen anything like the Macintosh where, where we were interacting directly with what's on the screen. And today, kids look at me. I told my kids, you know, in the old days, we looked at something that looked like this, and I showed them a terminal window. Right. This was the computer. Sure. So what, what did you use to click? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> there was no clicking. Right. Uh, you know, wh- wh- where are the pictures? Uh, there were no pictures. So they, they didn't get this whole graphical user interface mm-hmm. thing. They didn't understand that, you know, for years, computing meant typing a command and waiting to see if the right thing happened. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's fascinating. Now, Bob is a is not only a Mac expert, but Bob has a business, which is, you know, the, as we always kid you about the lonely repairman, because Macs, of course, never have any issues. But you have a, a Mac repair business. And first, give everybody your website in case they want yeah, to find Yeah, it's www.boblevitus.com. And, you know, what are your, we talk, we talk about this all the time, but what are your typical issues when someone calls you for a Mac problem? A lot of times it's an app that used to work that all of a sudden is doing something weird, like it's freezing every time I try to print, or I can't save, or I can't export, or when I choose this command it locks up. And and we see a lot of that with individual applications. We also see operating system stuff like all of a sudden my Mac is running slow. Um, We get a lot of people who want help with uh, things like backing up. What do I need to do? What do I need to buy? Um, you know, what's the, what's the best practice for backups, and how do I accomplish that for the least amount of money? So let's talk about slowing computers for a bit, and, we'll, and I'll talk about the PC side, and then you can certainly uh, chime in with the Mac side. And, by the way, if you want to call us or you want to talk to Bob or, or you want to talk to me, I'm at 877-474-3302. You can get me on Twitter at uh, Mark and Marcia Twitter or Mark and Marcia at Gmail. Uh, I guess you're getting a theme here as to Mark and Marcia. Uh, and we'd love you to call. If you have any Mac questions or PC or, or any c- kinds of questions, certainly give us a call. Now, I know on the PC side, and I used to get these phone calls all the time about, you know, my PC slowed down. Well, the first issue with PCs was always spyware. And that was typically what caused a computer to slow down. Now, there, you know, there are many other issues involved, but that was our number one thing. Somebody put spyware on your computer, and it caused the machine to slow down, sometimes to a grinding halt. What is it on a Mac side? Um, it's usually one of a couple of things, but the most likely culprit we've found lately is people who um, get their hard disk too full. Mm-hmm. So your hard disk, after a certain point... Uh, I'd say about 90% full, mm-hmm. it starts to really, really affect performance because uh, virtual memory can't really do its thing if there's no disk space left. Right. So we find a lot of people run into that. They bought their Mac a few years ago. They've been adding movies and songs and pictures and all kinds of uh, media, and their disk is full. And, and that's, that's the same, the, yeah. That's the first one we see a lot of. And it's you like do you need some more disk now. space. Right. And that's the same thing as a PC as well. So go ahead. Keep and that's the big one. The second one is um, Unix, which is, is what's running underneath Mac OS X, uses a lot of caches where it, it takes information that it thinks it might need and saves it in an area of memory for fast access. Mm-hmm. And usually that's a great idea. It makes your f- computer feel faster. But those caches have a, a tendency not often, but occasionally, to become corrupted. And when they do, they can cause things like 
major slowdowns when your Mac goes to access that, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And there's caches for your fonts. There's caches for specific applications. There's caches for the windows that you see on the screen. Um, There's system caches. So, So there's lots of this going on. And if any of it gets hung up, it can cause a, sl- a real slowdown. So we look for that. We clean caches a lot. And then lately we've been getting a lot of this. Uh, there actually has been a piece of Mac malware recently. Wow, that's unusual. Yes, it's extremely unusual. And what's weird is it's being referred to in the media a lot as a, as a virus, and it's not a virus. It is malicious, but it requires, for the most part, some social engineering. You have to actually do something to make the bad things come on. Mm-hmm. That is, install something, and then uh, up until last week, you had to authorize it with your password. But apparently there's a new variant that doesn't even require the password. You know, I can't say I'm surprised by a malware. I, I don't know, Bob, you probably saw this. And by the way, Bob, you've written how many books? Um, I'm working on the 59th book right now. Which is? A Mac OS... Uh, 10.7, Lion for Dummies. Uh, And you also write for uh, the Houston, is it Houston Chronicle? Yes, Houston Chronicle every Tuesday, Dr. Mac. Okay. So, uh, and now as I introduced you, I completely lost what I was going to say to you. Oh, I know. The reason it may be is, I don't know if you saw this story, but yesterday they announced that the combined worth of Apple is now greater than the combined worth of Microsoft and Intel together. That was a Pretty, pretty mind-boggling piece of uh, information to read, especially from... Uh, I work for also the Mac Observer, where we're famous for our Apple death knell counter, <laughs> where we counted the number of times major media writers declared Apple dead. Mm-hmm. Every time we rang it up, we quoted it, and we saved it in an archive, and it got up into the 50 or 60 times major pundits had said Apple's gone, Apple's irrelevant, Apple's dead. But, uh, as we've seen, not only did Apple refuse to die, right. it, it was reborn with a vengeance. And you know, I know Michael Dell is really sorry that he said that thing about selling the company and giving the shareholders their money back. Yeah, and you know, it's, it's very interesting how Apple has evolved. And, and I'm a guy who is, as you know, has always been a PC guy, still am a PC guy, uh, probably will always be. I have a Mac at home. I don't use it. I use my PC. But I've transitioned, as you know, one, I'm using an iPhone and I love my iPad. And we'll, we'll talk more and more as the show goes on about iPad and tablets and such. But I have converted over and I just haven't made, and maybe one day I will, I don't know. But at the moment, I'm still very comfortable with my PC. And I have to say, as we've talked about many times on the air that the operating systems today of Windows are so significantly better than they were five years or ten years ago that you don't really run into the issues that you used to using a PC. My PC doesn't really crash. You know, every once in a while I run into some issue, but certainly not to the level that it, that I used to run into where, oh my God, you know, MS uh, this and typing in lines of commands and, you know, that, that just didn't, doesn't exist anymore in the PC world. So, um, we're going to take a break in a second, but, uh, when we come back, I want to have Bob tell us Why do you think it's easier to use a Mac? And knowing that PCs are better than they used to be, do you think that we still run into those competitive issues that you can now, you know, say, oh, my Mac is so much easier to use and and so much faster? So we'll talk about that. We've got lots to do. 877 
888-474-3302. Marsha's in Miami. Maybe she'll call in. Maybe she won't. We'll be right back. You're listening to Computer and Technology Radio on WS Radio, the worldwide leader in Internet talk. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Save your cash while increasing your sales. Every business knows cash is king. Quit paying out your cash while maintaining all the services you need. At the same time, increase sales with new customers. Sound too good to be true? It's not. WS Radio has done it using traditional business practices. We will even give you $250 in services just to give it a try. Log on to wsradio.com forward slash barter. That's wsradio.com forward slash barter. Love to read but just don't have the time? With Audible.com, you can catch up on reading simply by listening. Audible has the largest collection of digital audiobooks, over 85,000 titles in every genre. Listen to a bestseller on your iPhone, BlackBerry, Android smartphone, or one of 500 other compatible devices. Visit audible.com slash wsradio today and get a free audiobook when you try Audible free for 14 days. That's audible.com slash wsradio. You know, selling online can be a challenge, but thanks to Dymo Indicia, shipping isn't. With Dymo Indicia, you can print prepaid U.S. Postal Service shipping labels directly from your Mac or PC. By eliminating your trip to the post office, Dymo Indicia lets you focus on finding, listing, and selling your products. My friends can save hundreds of dollars on a Dymo Indicia postage solution by visiting endicia.com slash cool eBay tools. Dymo Indicia is the leading Internet postage provider with over $5 billion of postage printed. Indicia is integrated into over 100 third-party applications, which makes your inventory management easy. You get access to discounted delivery and signature confirmation, discounted parcel insurance, and hidden stealth postage. Shipping internationally? With Dymo Indicia, you can also print a first-class international shipping label. Dymo Indicia is the smart way to get it done. Visit endicia.com slash cool eBay tools. For the past decade, I've been recommending Kingston for all your drive and memory need. And each year, they never fail to impress me. If you've never used an SSD before, the V-Series might just be the ticket. Let's say you've had that computer for a few years and it's starting to run a little slow. If you're not ready to replace it, Kingston's SSD, now V-Series, solid-state drive can kickstart that old system and make it feel like new. It'll improve performance as boot and shutdown times are reduced and programs open and close faster. In general, the system is snappier. It's like breathing new life into an existing system. If you own a desktop, the 30-gig Kingston V-Series SSD is the perfect companion to that hard drive you have with all that music and movie. Put the operating system on the SSD and keep the data where it's at. Sit back and watch your old desktop operate faster. There's a capacity and a model for everyone wanting to upgrade from a traditional hard drive to a solid-state drive. Check out the Kingston SSD Now V-Series. SSD at www.kingston.com. Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Seven four seven four three three zero two. Dr. Mac, Bob Levitis with us today. Marcia is vacationing in, I believe she's in Miami, if I remember correctly. Uh, and Bob, thank you as always for joining us. Again, 877-474-3302. Uh, so talk, you know, let's talk about the comparisons. You know, 10 years ago, 
I think everybody that used a Mac said, I, you know, I don't need to deal with these little lines of code and all these crazy things you PC people use, and they're, you know, so difficult, and PCs crash, and so on and so forth. Now, because you're not a PC guy, you know, it's not fair to ask you to use both sides, but what do you find in using a Mac that makes it, in your opinion, easier to use than a PC? One of the things is the, the whole media, <clears throat> the whole media uh, acquisition management and editing process because um, Apple basically owns the whole widget. They put together the whole system, the video card, the hard disk, the processor, the operating system, the ROM. Apple made all of those or basically acquired them, knows exactly what they are. Mm-hmm. That's a big difference um, from the PC world where you can build your PC with just about any video card, right. just about any um, optical drive. Any built, any camera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and one of the things we found is that people have no trouble at all on the Mac importing, editing, and exporting video, partly because all the parts work together. Right. Because they're designed that way. Whereas people who have decided after, after buying a PC that maybe they'd like to do some video and they buy an application and then maybe the video card doesn't get along with it so well. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that we don't see on the Mac side. There's just about zero incompatibility between software and hardware because everybody knows exactly what to expect in terms of hardware. Right. There's and only so many screen sizes, only so many hard disks, so many different optical drives. Well, and I know you've told me this before, and I've asked you this before. You can't, no real person can build their own Mac, correct? It's very difficult. You know, I've seen people make hackintoshes. You know, I've seen them <laughs> right. buy these little netbooks and uh, convince them to run Mac OS. It can kind of be done, but the experience is not—it's not, it's not uh, optimal. So let's talk about cost a little bit. I know today that I can get a, I mean, you know, it's amazing how inexpensive things are. I can get a laptop, a PC laptop for three or four hundred dollars. I can get a high-end desktop for seven or eight hundred dollars, you know, with all kinds of bells and whistles, you know, high-end video cards and, you know, the 500, uh, um, gigabyte hard drives and such. Where are we on pricing in the world of PC versus Mac? I haven't done it in a while, but last year I compared some laptops. And I found that if you equipped your laptop the way your Apple comes, mm-hmm. with, you know, 802.11n and just all of the, all of the things, the processor, the video, the video subsystem, and then, alright, so in a, from straight hardware, the Mac is more expensive. Right. It's just like a BMW is more expensive than a Hyundai. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of that is quality, build quality and, and aesthetics and the fact that, you know, it's carved out of a solid piece of aluminum, which right. is really cool. Mm-hmm. But things like that, I think you do pay a premium for. But when you add in the software that you get free, which is, you know, iMovie and mm-hmm. GarageBand and iDVD, iWeb, iPhoto, um, and you look on the PC side and assume that you would have to equal that functionality by purchasing software. Right. It's very, very similar, and most Mac users do use some of that iLife suite, if not all of it. Mm-hmm. And the iLife suite is included at no charge? It's, it comes with every Mac. So right out of the box, you can edit video, you can store up to, I don't know, 50,000 photos, um, manage your audio collection, your video collection, 
all that stuff comes and it's kind of integrated in the system, built right in. And I think that that makes a difference. I think for people who want to do that, they don't have to worry about which photo manager to buy mm-hmm. or whether it's going to be you know fast enough with their video card or anything like that. It's just uh, it's built in and it works. I mean, I will say that it is certainly easy to do all of the things you said. I, it's certainly getting easier, I would say, on a PC than it used to be. I mean, for example, one of the bright, bright things I think Apple did was allowed iTunes to be used for PC users. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, I mean, it's a great... I mean, I plug in my iPad or my iPhone, and I download my music directly on my PC. That was a brilliant move on Apple's part because it integrates... And maybe somebody might say, hey, iTunes, that's pretty cool. Maybe I do want to look at a Mac. So that operation is fairly flawless i also think that because people don't really so much build their pcs anymore it's not a big an issue as it used to be you know pcs have gotten so inexpensive as we talked about that the average person really i don't think builds a pc only the gamer on a budget right is building from scratch these days i think well you know that brings up a question you're a gamer correct Mm -hmm. okay so when you started with your macs you know, and uh, we don't even have to go back to the early days of Max, but later on, we've always we've always been second class. Yes, I understand that. However, I own so many gaming devices that right. the fact that my PC isn't my best gaming device has never really bothered me, and a lot less in the last five or ten years mm-hmm. since I've had an Xbox 360 and uh, iPad and iPhone. I don't even think I'd play games on there. I mean, I have games on my Mac. I never play here. If I'm going to play, I'd rather sit somewhere comfortable and do it on the iPad. You know, I completely agree. I have not turned on my PC for a PC game in the last, I mean, you know, here and there just for testing purposes. But generally to play, I completely agree with you. If, it, if You know, I don't even want to play a game on a uh, PC or a Mac. I want to play it on my console, as you suggest. Exactly. You know, it's it's easy to sit with your wireless controller, lay on the couch, which I do most of the time. You know, as long as you got a big screen TV, you can lay back on the couch and play video games. So I think that does make sense. Are, are they producing many games uh, for the Mac anymore? Yeah, you know, you'd be surprised. Um, we we aren't getting all of the big titles day and date with Windows, but you know, the the major titles come out, the Modern Warfare kind of stuff. If it doesn't come out at the same time, it comes out sooner or later. All of the all of those massive multiplayer games, StarCraft and mm-hmm. Warcraft and, and those kind of things are day and date for Mac and PC. We have Steam now, so you can buy right. a lot of those games on Steam. And now the Apple um, Apple has their Mac App Store, which runs on your Mac. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks you know just like the Music Store or the the iPhone App Store, but um, it's built right into Mac OS X, and you can buy software by just clicking it's it's a lot like buying something on your phone or your ipad and they have a lot of games i was surprised how many games tell us what steam is it's just a a interconnecting service for gaming yes steam is it it started on the pc it's a huge it's from valve who uh publish a lot of very successful you know big budget games right and and they built this uh service where you could run this engine And it would connect to their store, download the stuff that you own, back up your game so that, you know, you could continue from another computer and have your game saved in the cloud. Challenge friends, a lot like uh, uh, Apple's um, Game Center, I guess, wishes it was. Right. And, and, you know, the, the whole thing, I think, is on the Mac, 
I'm looking now at what's what's going on on their their store, and it looks like casual gaming is very very healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, I see Where's Waldo, and I see a bunch right. of uh, Find the Object in the Picture games, and I see some ports from the iPhone and iPad. But there are a lot of games. I mean, there's a whole section of games, and it's very well stocked, it looks like. I think if you were a gamer, unless you were absolutely hardcore, had to play the latest uh, uh, Tom Clancy game the day Mm -hmm. it came out, you'd probably find lots of stuff to keep you happy on the Mac in in the uh, Apple App Store, Mac App Store. And the prices are good. Mm -hmm. A lot of the stuff is... Two ninety nine. I see a bunch of five ninety nine and six ninety nine. Of course, there's ten dollar and more. Right. Twenty bucks for uh, Bejeweled, but it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> That's no. The one game I still play on the computer once in a while. Yeah, I used to play that a lot, and then, you know, I got, we. I guess we burn out with all kinds of games. No I haven't what played in a while. Yeah, nor have I. But I, I will say that a lot of the games that I do play now, I play on the iPad. Oh, and I as do you too. Said, and yeah. I, I'm, I, if I hadn't played Angry Birds till my fingers bled, I'd probably <laughs> still be playing. I know. Well, fortunately, every once in a while they give you a free update to the game, so you get to uh, go back in every month or two and uh, and play some more. But I do. I mean, we, we'll talk about um, tablets in a little bit and, and get your take on where you, you feel about the tablet uh, phenomenon. But uh, the games are substantially cheaper. And, you know, I, I read so many reviews of the games that I see on the uh, the Mac Store or on the Android Store or whatever. And, boy, if, the, if it's not a $0.99 cents app, the people are, well, well, why is this more than $0.99? Cents? You know? I come from the world of paying sixty bucks for a video game, you know. So paying two ninety nine doesn't seem to be that much to me when you're pay- playing a game that lasts a pretty long time. Yeah, um, even if the game isn't that good for three bucks, I don't feel that ripped off. Exactly. But for thirty or sixty, I do. Yeah, you know, and a lot of the companies like Electronic Arts, which is one of the major producers of games, continues to uh, port their games from you know PS3, Xbox, whatever, onto the iPad. And, and very well, if I might job. say so myself, especially in the case of Tiger Woods. Oh, yeah. Tiger yeah. Woods on the iPad is exquisite and totally addicting. Yeah, it is. I, I actually play it on the PS3, but they do a great job with Tiger Wood. They also, there's a game called NBA Jam. Which We've is, got it. It's you got awesome. that? Okay. It's a fun game, and it's really a lot of fun, and you can take those with you as a portable. We're going to go to break for a second. Uh, I think, Bob, when we come back, let's talk a little bit about tablets and your take on tablets, and I want to see what, what reviews you've done. I, it seems to me that I have uh, literally tested 98% of the tablets out in the world and, and do still keep coming back to my iPad as the one that I consider to be the best one. So we'll talk about uh, tablets. We've got lots to talk about today. A little later, we're going to have a guest to talk about her new book called uh, With Just One Click. Is uh, Facebook a danger? That's Amanda Strong will be on at 1 o'clock with us. So uh, don't go away. Got great stuff ahead. We will be right back. You're listening to Computer and Technology Radio on WS Radio. We're the worldwide leader in Internet talk. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Attention online sellers, introducing a great source for high-quality, low-cost merchandise. Genco Marketplace is America's largest wholesale source of store returns and closeout inventory. Our huge volume and variety of products means online sellers can be insured of a steady source of supply. Find electronics, housewares, shoes, apparel, tools, and general merchandise all from one site. Discover the web's one-stop product source you can trust. Pallets for sale are posted to our easy-to-use e-commerce site, GencoMarketplace.com. 
Pallet.com. There you'll find what you need fast and view a detailed list of items in the pallets. No surprises. Genco Marketplace has direct liquidation contracts with America's largest retailers and manufacturers, which means that buyers purchase direct from the source with no middleman markups. Huge variety, low risk, and fast, easy online purchasing. Register for free and begin bidding on loads the same day. Sign up today at GencoMarketplace.com. That's G-E-N-C-O Marketplace.com. Could your business use $10,000 to a half million dollars in cash flow to grow faster? Do you need money for things like purchasing inventory or advertising your business? If you do, call Merchant. Merchant offers a variety of working capital programs for your business. While banks have tightened up their criteria to give money to small businesses, Merchant is providing working capital to all types of businesses every day. They even have special programs that allow your business to purchase inventory or advertise with no money up front. Grow your business today with up to a half million dollars in new cash flow in as little as seven days only from Merchant. Call us right now for a free quote. 800-430-7570. 800-430-7570. Call us 24 hours a day for a free quote. 800-430-7570. 800-430-7570. Attention eBay sellers, are you protecting your feedback ratings? Protect yourself from bidders who abuse the feedback system with bitter warning. Find out before you accept an offer, respond to a message, or even after receiving a bid, whether the bidder has a history of leaving negative feedbacks. Regain control over the selling process with bitter warning by knowing your bidder before it's too late. Negative feedbacks can hurt your eBay business on many levels. It reduces your appeal to potential customers, and it reduces revenue from eBay directly by lowering your your monthly seller discount. Use bitter warning to regain the power to protect yourself from these bad apples who will intentionally try to harm or threaten your business. Bitter warning will automatically send you an email alerting you to the potential danger. Learn more at bitterwarning.com. Get a free two-week trial by using promo code WSRadio at bitterwarning.com. Bitter warning, an eBay seller's first line of defense. <laughs> 